With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, What's up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm Jesse Schneeman. I'm here with Chad Mendoza, my co-host as always. Unfortunately, Mike Casper couldn't make it this week. But we are joined by a very special guest, Dallas Heider, at Salad Galore on Twitter. How you doing, Dallas? Oh, it is great to be here, guys. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast since you guys started dropping it on the DWZ network. Uh, I'm part of the network, but I'm actually not part of like the prevy special group that gets all the uh, patreon pods so it was kind of nice to hear you guys' voice on the actual pod stream oh awesome well we appreciate you listening yeah yeah thanks for stopping by man how you doing tonight Mm -hmm. yeah i'm doing all right man just uh you know happy to be here ready to talk some rookies so yeah excited cool yeah we're gonna dig a little deeper in and uh dig in a little deeper this week um but before we do that, let's get something out of the way real quick. What are you drinking, Dallas? Oh, uh, so I am – I like IPAs, but they're not my favorite. Uh, tonight I'm going with Alaskan Brewing Company's Husky IPA. Uh, okay. I tried it for the first time at a uh, random local brewery because I own a Husky that is sitting on the ground behind me that you guys can't see. Um, nice. Delicious. It's actually my recommendation for anyone who doesn't like IPAs or has never had one. So Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Right on. What are you drinking, Chad? Uh, Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I forgot to get a drink. So I'm just sitting here, you know, thirsty. Wow. Do you want us us to hold it down when you run for a beer? (laughs) No, no, that's all right. I'm here, right? I'm committed. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to thank the the lovely people at Truly for their citrus squeeze flavor. Delicious. (laughs) All right. So the game this week is uh, rookie draft position. Right, so we're gonna go um, with some deeper rookies. I've got a list of ten here. We'll get, we'll probably be able to get through all ten of these, and then we'll probably, hopefully, have some time just to pick Dallas's brain about, um, you know, where he's at on some of these guys who his favorites, that kind of thing. Um, so I looked up three mock drafts for each one of these guys. I took an average of the three mock drafts. I'm gonna go back and forth between these guys. Who gets the guess first, right? And whoever. You know, gets closer to the number, gets the point. Makes sense, right? Easy enough? He's busy. All right, cool. All right, so we're going to start with um, probably 
Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to say we're going to start with some people's number one tight end in this draft. His name is Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. I'm going to start out with Dallas. Tell us a little bit about uh, Weidermeyer, what you know about him, and then where you think he'll go in the NFL draft. What number? Yeah, so the thing with this year's tight end class is that it's a lot of seniors. So we don't have a lot of lower underclassmen that are declaring for the draft. And Jalen Weidermeyer is the only lone guy at the top of the class that is an underclassman. He's a junior this year coming out. Um, he is an athletic freak and does some pretty wild stuff with his route running and his contested catches specifically. So with Jalen Weidemeyer, he is a lot of people's consensus tight end one, but he is not my consensus tight end one. He's actually my tight end two in this class, just based off of the prolific um, season that we saw this last season in 2021 from a guy we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, But for me, Jalen Weidemeyer – He's extremely good at everything. He's very well-rounded. The only concern is that he has a lot of concentration drops where um, people like to call him gator chops, where he's just trying to basically chop the ball with his hands as he's turning and it'll hit him right in the face, hit him right in the chest. And I think he had, I think he was written down, if I have this correctly, 11 drops on the 2021 season, which is like a terrible number when you're only playing 12 games. Um, so one, one time a game, basically he's taking away a third down completion. He's taking away a first down from his team, which is not really something we want to see from the tight end position. That's something you kind of write off with wide receivers, but with those safety blankets, it's a little bit concerning. So that's why I have him at number two and not number one. Gotcha. Okay. What's the, what, what number would you put him at? Where is he going to go in the draft? For the pick, so this one's pretty chalk for me. Um, it makes a lot of sense. This team lost a tight end last offseason and hasn't been able to really fill that position since. Uh, there was a hype train for a guy who really never did anything in the NFL prior to last season when he got the chance, and he continued that trend. So I'm going with Tennessee at pick 26. Um, it's pretty chalk. I do think he's going to be the only first-round tight end to actually go in this draft. Um, and I think it's the perfect fit. They've been looking for someone that can block and catch in the play action scheme that they run. And I think that is exactly what Weidemeyer can do because it's what he did at Ole Miss. So, or Texas A&M, sorry. All right, cool. So 26, you say, what do you think, Chad? Do you, can you add anything or do you, are like, do you agree with, uh, Dallas's analysis or and what, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's I think he's pretty spot on. I mean, I I think he's he's a he's a really athletic player. The only thing I really don't like about him is that he's just Hold on one second. I have a another sound coming through my headphones. Um he's he's just not he's not he doesn't show that athleticism through uh uh the point of contact on his catches, which drives me insane. Um, he lets a lot of like you know cornerbacks really get in the way of of uh, him getting the ball, and um, I know I live like 50 minutes away from A and M, so I'm, I'm constantly going over there and watching the games and stuff. And he's uh, he's a, he's a kind of frustrating player. I think he's uh, he's also my tight end too. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, I'd like to see him in a spread offense. I think he, he could be really good in a spread, um, and hopefully he's he becomes like a, a little bit of a better blocker and and really shines in the NFL. But uh, I think uh, Dallas has him a little bit ahead of where I, I would kind of put him. Um, I have him sneaking into the second round. I'm going to say I didn't put it. I didn't pick a team for this uh, exercise, but I'm going to put him somewhere around. Uh, 
say a uh, 50. 50. All right. Yep. So, yeah, it's not necessary to pick a team. I mean, if Dallas, if you'd like to give us the team in the exact spot, that's awesome. That, that's Yeah, that, that's where I'm going. I'm going based off of where I put my first three to four rounds with my mocks with offensive players. So I'm just going to give, give you basically the scheme fit that I think he's going to work with based off of where I think he's going to go. So Cool. Okay. Right on. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, Chad, you're a damn close. Uh, <laughs> the number was actually 51. Nice. Oh, nice. So Chad gets the point. Um, this one was kind of all over the place, but you did you did match one mock exactly, Dallas. One mock had okay. him at twenty six, um, but another had him at seventy nine, and another had him at forty eight. Believe it or not, yeah. So a little all over the place, and that's that's going to be a theme going forward here. I think it's going to be real, yeah, real similar with Trey McBride. Who's, uh, yeah, and uh, that's the thing with the tight end position as opposed to the wide receiver position for me is that the one thing I've learned over the last couple of years as I've paid more and more attention to the tight end position is that they will be overdrafted more than they're let to slide as opposed to the wide receivers. <laughs> and you see that time in and time out when it comes to the tight end position. So you, that's, you mean, that's you'll see that with this. Do you mean the NFL draft? Yeah, the NFL draft. You'll see okay. – I mean – who had Cole Komet going to the Bears at like the third pick of the second round? Not a lot of right. people. <laughs> it's right. it's it's just something that happens every single year. Is that if you find a guy who's an all encompassing athletic guy who can catch the ball and is two sixty, he's going to go pretty high. Cool. All right. Well, the next guy we have here is a little guy. So they say, right? But he's listed <laughs> at five eleven. Wandale Robinson from Kentucky. Uh, Chad, I'm gonna let you go first on this. Tell me if you know anything about Wandale and where you think he'll go. Yeah, I uh, I like Wandale. I have him a lot in quite a few uh, Debbie leagues, and you know, hoping he he goes a little bit earlier than I think he's going to go. But uh, he's he's a tough tough guy. I mean, you watch him, and that's just kind of the first thing that, that pops off the uh, the screen at you. He's um, he's quick. He's you know got pretty good route running. Um, I think he he's kind of like a, a more of like a little bit of a gadgety guy. Um, I think that somebody in a really creative offense can do a lot with him. Um, you know, he's not he's not super fluid or super smooth like you would find with uh, you know somebody like Olave, but that's just not his game. Um, I, I think if if he finds the right role in the NFL, that he could be pretty successful. Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going to say 70. 70. All right. 70 for Wandale Robinson. All right, Dallas. Uh, can you tell us what you know about Wandale Robinson and where where do you think he's going to go? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much pegged him perfectly there, Chad. When I'm looking at Wandale, I'm looking basically at a guy like Rondell Moore from last year. Um, he needs to find a system that needs a deep threat specifically. I think that his deep speed is quite a bit better than Rondell Moore. He, Rondell Moore was a little bit more shifty last year, but they are both gadgety players that have to have kind of siphon targets towards them. Um, but when I'm looking at teams that are super needy for the deep speed on their offense, I look towards the Atlanta Falcons specifically. Um, we don't know what's going on with Calvin Ridley. You look at guys like Russell Gage, who's also a free agent. Basically, all that they have on that offense right now is Zacchaeus and Kyle Pitts from last year. So when I look at them, 
we're actually not far off. I have 74 as the number to the Atlanta Falcons as the overall pick for a guy like Wondell Robinson. So. 74 Atlanta Falcons. Actually, kind of sounds like a good fit. I mean, they if they lose Ridley, they're also going to need, a, you know, a number one alpha. But they, yeah, a they true alpha, them. yeah. But they definitely need somebody to stretch the field. Because I, actually, I think Pitts could play boundary receiver for them if they needed him to. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if Wondell could be on the other side stretching the field, he could – you know, Pitts would have more more room underneath for sure. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mox didn't like it as much. <laughs> uh, so Chad's a little closer. Uh, 66 was the number, but you guys actually were really both really close on that. So Chad, man, okay. you've been really close on both of these. Chad gets the point. Um, so that you was... You got Mox on over there? One <laughs> Mock had him, one mock had him at, at 27, which kind of blew me oh, away. Oh, wow. 27. Yeah. That's super yeah, another had him at 76, you know, which sounds closer to me, you know, it's closer yeah. to what you guys thought. Um, and then another one had him at 94. That's so what I figured was going to happen with him. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the 90s and then I wouldn't be surprised if he went in like the, you know, 50s. But 20s, 26 just seems kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, well, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. All right, cool. So we're going to pivot. We went – Tight end, we went wide receiver. Now we're going to go running back. And this is a guy, <laughs> this is a guy that uh, probably isn't anyone in anybody's, you know, top three or four running backs, but could have a role is Rashad White uh, from Arizona State. And we're going to start with you, Dallas. Uh, what do you know about Rashad White, his skill set, um, and where do you think he'll go? Yeah, he he's a guy that has one-year production. That's kind of the theme when it comes to a lot of the running backs in this class specifically is that they broke out either their true junior or true senior years. Um, outside of Brees Hall and Sincere McCormick out of UTSA, there's not a lot of players that really had true three- to four-year production as seniors. Um, so when you're looking at Rashad White, he's got prototypical size. Uh, people like his elusiveness, which I am 100% there for. When he's running in between the garbage that's inside, when he's running in between the tackles, he's one of the best backs in the class. Where he struggles is running outside, specifically due to I don't think he has the long speed or the true burst to bust through the holes that a lot of some of the other upper echelon running backs in the class have. And you see it a lot of times when he tries to run those stretch plays to the outside or the tosses, he gets caught for the four yard gain as opposed to breaking it. Like you'll see a guy like Kenneth Walker do all of a sudden he's on the outside and he's gone for 60 yards. Um, So that's the main reason I don't have Rashad white as high as a lot of people. He is inside my top 10. Now that Zach Charbonnet RIP my, one of my favorite running backs from this potential class is no longer in this class. Um, I have Rashad White going 87th, staying in the state to go to the Arizona Cardinals as their new lead back. 87. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so I was going to – all right. So I had a follow-up question for you, but I think you kind of answered it. I was going to ask – Yes, go for it. Because his, his skill set to me sounds a lot like Kenneth Gainwell's, but – I, so I was going to ask you to compare it to a, compare him to Gainwell, but it sounds like he just doesn't have the burst that Gainwell does. So yeah, and they are different players because you got to realize Rashad White is big. Gainwell's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad White's coming in at in between six and six one right now, so he's a big dude and he's got the girth to actually like you know 
lay the wood when he needs to on the outside, unlike Gainwell. But he he does have the shifty elusiveness, so I don't want to take that away from his game. You'll see him make cuts, and you're like, that looks like Shady McCoy. Um, but in other circumstances, it's just the straight line speed that is my main concern, which I know the 40 time isn't super important for a lot of running backs, but he's a guy at the combine where if he's able to show me that he does have a high 40, that's no longer a concern for me in his game, because that's the only concern I really had for his game. Um, that's that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Cause I like, I've, I've only watched one game <laughs> For one Arizona State game, because I mean, who watches Arizona State, right? It's Arizona but, State, uh, exactly. Yeah, I watched Ouch. the USC game. Uh, I think they, I think they I think won that know, game. You guys right? know I went to college there, right? Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably pretty hard then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. didn't learn anything. Um, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I watched on. the USC game, and I think I think they won that game, and, and he looked all right in it. But he, man, he looks slow. Like I, yeah, yeah, and like and that, that's yeah, my that biggest the, concern is. Every tape that you watch of him, it's him getting caught from behind by DBs. And I'm just sitting there. I was like, I know that that DB from UCLA does not run a 4-4. Like, I know that for a fact. <laughs> and yeah. so if you're getting caught by that guy, that's why I'm concerned with the long speed. That's why he's one of my guys. I'm doing a combine episode coming up here next week where if he runs a good 40, that's going to alleviate the concerns for me because his long speed is truly the only thing that is a huge red flag for me just because in a lot of my game notes I say caught from behind caught from behind caught from behind and so that's not something I like to see with my running backs because that's how you get guys that are just kind of niddling running backs you get the Jordan Howards where yeah they'll get you four yards but they're not going to stick on a team to give you constant fantasy production in the long term so Sounds closer to Zach Moss to me, actually. Yeah. Well, he can't see the field, so that's the main issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have nothing to add. I um I've watched one, like I said, one game. So, I take a while. film. I'm I'm just gonna say like you know, I don't know. He looks slow. I'm I'm gonna say like 110. Damn, Chad, you're really good at this. He's just on. <laughs> The number is 111. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm, and you know I'm not cheating because you picked three random mock drafts. <laughs> oh, I, I I wouldn't even tell you guys, just for the audience out there, I wouldn't even tell these guys what, what mock yeah. drafts I picked. So, I mean, one of them – well, anyway, we'll get into which ones after the game. So that that's – I promised to, mm-hmm. to say after the game. But anyway, yeah, 135, 96 – and 103 were the numbers. Mm. So, okay, so I, I like him a little bit more than everyone. All right. The best was third pick or last pick in the third round. Um, you know, the other two had him, I guess, fourth, fifth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, what, fourth, like, I don't know much about backs. him. He just, yeah, he just, I mean, he just they does not hit. look like he has NFL speed to me, but you know. Right. I, I all right. Well, let's go. Let's let's pivot yeah. to a guy that actually, you know, who he sounds like to me. Chad, are you old enough to remember Tony Hunt from Penn State? Yeah, of course. Yeah, upright. Um, Eagles drafted him. That's how I and, and he went to Penn State. That's how I know so much about him. But um, upright runner, big dude. Um, not really any power or speed, and just you know, could catch, couldn't pass block, um, and made it. I don't know two years and got yeah. cut. So, all right, so let's pivot to a guy that does have speed. And uh, we'll stick with Penn State, and we'll go wide receiver Jahan Dotson. 
Chad, what do you know about it? Yeah, I absolutely love Jahan Dotson. And it's it's kind of a Penn State bias. I've always like loved Penn State. So, you know, the I'm still holding on to to my Miles Sanders hope a little bit. But uh <laughs> not me, yeah. maybe not uh, me. I nope. know I've sold him everywhere, but I'm just secretly hoping he he works out to some extent. Anyways, um, yeah, he's just a smooth, smooth player. Um, you know, good route running, you know, super, super, super quick. Uh, really, really good, like, release just, you know, right at, right at the beginning of his route. It's, you know, pretty instantaneous. It's, it's, he's an exciting player to watch. Um, you know, I think that he can probably be, a, like, a really effective special teams player, uh, you know, if he doesn't get, you know, pretty consistent snaps in the offense that he ends up in. Because uh, I think he's going to end up on a pretty good team. I think he's going to end up somewhere in the back of the first round. Um, I, uh, you know, he's he's just a smaller guy. He's going to get brought down pretty easily. He's, you know, um, he's just the kind of player that you just, you know, want to get the ball to early and often. Um, I just, I think he's really talented. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put him at 30, let's put it 33. 33. All right. What do you think, Dallas? Yeah, uh, safer. Uh, your number is safer than mine. I totally wish I could throw him into the second, but uh, – he screams Green Bay Packers to me. Um, I mean, we've like been him. just screaming at the top of our lungs for someone on the outside opposite of Devontae Adams. And if they lose Devontae Adams, they don't have anyone that can run routes at all if, on the team. If they basically. lose Devontae Adams, yeah. they're losing Aaron Rodgers because there's no way he's playing there. Yeah, him. yeah, exactly. And so it's all in turmoil. But, like, if I'm, I mean, if I'm Aaron, I don't know what I'm doing because the dude's left him out of left field on a constant basis. But when I'm looking at Jahan Dawson, he's the perfect compliment. You have Amari Rogers coming in as that true slot. You then are going to have your Z flanker in Jahan Dawson to run opposite of Devonte Adams. If the whole gang is running it back and it is exactly what you need because the tight end position is where Rogers t- typically like predicates his targets to, but it's basically just because they are shorter than whatever Devontae Adams is running. So if he's not on a screen, you're looking for that safety blanket. I think Jahan Dawson is one of the best route runners at getting open in the class. Um, the size is concerning. I I mean, he's he's going to be in that realm of the Rondell Moores of the yeah. Wanda Robinsons that we talked about earlier. And I mean, we have not seen a lot of those guys succeed, but that's why I have 28 to Green Bay. Uh, I know for a fact I'm going to lose this again just because of how this game is currently going, but that's where I see him going. It makes a lot of sense, and I'm right there with you, Chad. I think he's going to end up in either the right at the beginning of the second round or in the tail end to one of those really good teams in the yeah, first Yeah, no, I, I I absolutely love your spot, I w- and I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's like the pick. I, 100% I would go with that. Yeah. So a couple questions about him real quick. Uh, what do you think of his deep speed? Uh, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's fast. He's going to run in the four fours, but I don't think he's going to run like sub four, four. Like we're talking with a couple of other guys in the class. Um, so he's not, he's not rugs. No, no he's, he's no. not rugs. He okay. like his play style is a lot like Rondell Morris. Again, the same with Rondell Robinson, but he, he's a better route runner. Uh, yeah. You don't need to gadget him quite as much as you need to do those two. Well, he's he very, very good at separating. And I, I mean, it, he's he's not he's small, but I, I think he has a little bit more traditional size than Rondell Moore. I mean, Rondell Moore is really tiny. Yeah, he's yeah. he's probably going to come in as like five ten. 
if I had yeah, to guess, yeah, that's yeah, realistically think, yeah. what he's going to be at. Is it Rondell Moore the guy? That I think he's like five seven or five eight or something, right? Yeah, Rondell he's Moore? five eight, and but like, like he's he's thick. He's like um, more. Yeah. Oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His doctor attributed his thigh thickness to him not tearing his ACL on the injury that he had on his hamstring wow. like two years ago. Wow. He was like, yeah, he, if he wasn't built the way he was, he would have tore his ACL, basically. That's so. Well, you guys are both a little optimistic on this guy, according to these mock drafts, anyway. So the number's actually 45. So Chad gets yeah. the point. Again, uh, I knew I was going to lose. I'm honestly okay with that because these guys we talked about are not high on my rookie rankings. So Dallas, I'm, Dallas, I'm not okay with that. The, the reason <laughs> I bring in guests are so that we could, you know, we so like, you know, Chad can take a loss for a week. But it's okay. We're going to catalog this. We're going to come back and we're like, oh wow, Dallas picked eight out of ten correct teams. That's wild. We actually are, and I um, hope so, man. I hope so. That'd be exciting. Well, so uh, like, here, I, 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 I have a stack of papers. Oh, I just nailed my mic. Yeah. I have a stack of papers from every game we play. And we're absolutely after the draft going to go back and after free agency and any direct hits, um, I'm going to log as a point and whoever gets the most direct hits gets a week's win. You know, so. I wish I would have picked teams now. That would have been a, it would have been a little bit more fun on the next. Uh, it would have been a little I more guess, fun. continuation of this episode, but <laughs> so this one was, um, 49 and 54, I think, was is the Packers. I'm not sure. I, I kind of remember looking through one of these had the Packers. And then yeah. the third uh, one was third. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, so they picked the Packers too, but in the second round. Um, and okay. then uh, the third one was 33. So actually that was the same as Chad's guess. So one, you, you were this, exactly the same as one of these mocks. Who is who go. is thirty three? I don't even I don't even know who's picking thirty three. It's it's one it's two oh one. So the Jags, right? It, yeah, it's Jacksonville. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know if they saw their pick. Okay, I mean, yeah, they need I mean, them. That'd be that's that'd, for sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be excited about it in that offense, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh God, you know, Dougie P is he's not the greatest person in the world. He's he's sort of like oatmeal for breakfast but then he hires press taylor as his oc that's the guy that got him fired from philly that's the guy he kept promoting in philly and got him fired because the guy's terrible he can't coach man i'm 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 a little concerned for my trevor shares Uh, i got three of them anyway (laughs) let's move on let's go back to running back and i think this guy um might have a I don't know. I think I'm. I am a little more excited about him than Rashad White. I just don't know a lot about him, and I don't know who else is excited about him. But it's Tyler Algiers, and he went to A and M as well, right? No, he went to BYU, right? BYU. Oh, okay, my yeah. bad. My bad. Okay. So Tyler Algiers, BYU. Chad, what do you know about him? Unless I'm, I'm. Am oh, no, I I'm sorry. We started with you last time. No, he's 100 percent BYU. Yeah. Okay. okay, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, am I going crazy here? Um, Dallas, Dallas, set me straight on on Tyler Algiers. I started with Chad last time. Uh, he's a big boy that's got some wheels. Um, I don't know. He self-reported a sub four four forty. I don't know if he's got that kind of wheels, but the four four range is very realistic, and he is a thick boy at probably 225. If I had to just peg looking at him, he's a big boy. 
Uh, he's got breakaway speed. Um, you normally don't see guys this big move the way that he does, which is the bells that usually ding in my head when I see guys that are this size moving as quickly as they do against big name competition. And Algier has been productive year after year after year. Typically, the only reason that a lot of people aren't high on him is that he went to BYU. And I mean, you just say what you will. He's slightly an older prospect than some. He's going to come in at 23, um, but he's just so productive. He's good. Um, he's a guy I constantly find myself forgetting when I'm looking at the rookie class when it comes to running backs. Again, I think probably due to the BYU stigma more than anything. Uh, but I think he's going to be good, and he's another guy that I have marked on my list for combine where I want to see how he measures in the 3-cone and the 40 because if he runs a high 40, we've seen – Time in, time again, even if we don't have them as high in the rankings, if a guy is plus 220, i.e. Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, and they run in the 4-4 range, they're going to get good draft capital. And it's something that I'm excited to see. He's He's got power. He's got speed. He's got a, a very all-encompassing game. Um, and there's not a lot of knocks to his game other than his passing totals could have been more but he showed me enough in the tape analysis to say he can catch. Catching is more of like a binary thing with me. It's either one for valid or zero for can't do it. So, Gotcha. Okay. So um, what's your number on him? Yeah. So for Tyler Algier, I have him going 107 to Seattle. So um, for that one, you're looking tail end, fourth round. You're looking at a running back room that's up in the air right now. They've taken swing after swing after swing. They can't do it in free agency. They can't do it in the draft. But if they are going to go for a running back, it's typically in the draft. They're going to have Rashad Penny. Chris Carson's career is probably over. Um, I mean, we still have no idea what's going on with that neck injury. But I'm looking at a guy like Tyler Algier. It fits the physical system that they like to run. He's a grinder up the middle, and he can catch on the dump downs, which is basically all they want to. They're not going to spend a high pick. But a middle round pick on a guy with a lot of talent, I think it's realistic. Right on. Okay. Yeah. He sounds, he's, and this is why I'm excited about him is I, I think he's got, you know, that size speed combo. Yeah. That if he can put it together, you know, if he's got football instincts, who, I don't know, not really going to be able to tell till training camp. But <laughs> he, he feels like a Seattle kind of back to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that who Penny is? Size, size speed kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, Car- Carson's kind of the same guy too, except he's just <laughs> evil and violent out there. He just throws <laughs> yeah, himself into breed. people and wild abandon. But uh, all right, cool. I like that pick. That's really good. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I um, I mean, I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch him this this past season, but I watched him when uh, Zach Wilson was there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he looks like he's like kind of deceiving a little bit. Like you you look at him and you don't think he's going to be like as elusive as he is. Not saying he's like you know, super elusive, but he's just very elusive for his size. I, th- I mean, at least I think, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, pretty, he's a pretty lateral runner, which I like, um, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's fast. I don't think he's like, uh, one of those players that is going to have a ton of burst coming, you know, through the line of scrimmage, but he, I mean, he's fast. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like him. I'm going to put him like, I think I'm going to put him around 120. 120. All right. Yeah. All right. Boom. Dallas finally gets a point. Nice. 
catch it up a little. <laughs> so the number was 108, Dallas. You were very close. Oof. And one of the mocks had him 107 to, to, okay. uh, yeah. to Seattle. So 129, 87, and 107 with the numbers. Ooh, 87. They had them go yeah, into Arizona. Interesting. Hmm. That is interesting, actually. Yeah, especially with, with James Conner. I mean, you're going to get James Conner probably pretty cheap as a free agent, especially if he's going to come to the place that gave him a home last year when he got thrown to the curb. So, like, yeah, I mean, they yeah. they play pretty similarly. Like, they're they're a pretty similar profile, so I don't hate that. He has that kind of receiving skills? Yeah, I mean, he can do it. That's the thing is, like, hmm. James Conner doesn't really wow you with, like, spectacular wild catches. He'll have the occasional He did. One. He did once. I, oh, yeah, it was this last year. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, but when you're looking at James Conner, he's a guy that's going to consistently get you four to five yards of carry, and he'll break an occasional 20-yard touchdown. And it's like, for me as a team, I don't understand why more teams don't gravitate towards that as opposed to going for the boom-bust players that a lot of people throw into their backfields. Yeah. Um, I love I love James Conner though. Also, I just I love his story. I love his player. Like injury history, breaking through it, it's great. Yeah, hell of a guy. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I thought I honestly thought he was done. I just thought yeah. he lost his burst, and you know we were <clears> going to see him fade away. Uh, just just so happy to see him reemerge and and look so good in Arizona. I, yeah. I I don't think it's a usage thing. I don't think Arizona. I I think it's a no. You know, he looked good. I, I think it's a Conner thing. Good. Yeah, I think whatever he did it, that offseason, if he got healthy or um, he changed his workout regimen, whatever it was, man, he looks so much better this year. Happy. Yeah, I mean, you you saw you saw Kenyon Drake and, and Chase Edmonds get the opportunity there before mm-hmm. he did, and I mean, right. they didn't do much with it, right? So like, it, it's something he did was different. I mean, he looked good in that offense. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't and think Chase Edmonds looked bad. He just couldn't stay healthy. No, yeah, I agree I mean, with I, that. I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just saying I agree with that. So, like, a very underrated thing with Arizona that people don't realize a lot of the time is that I've done a couple of articles for, like, actual written content over the last couple years, and Arizona has ranked in the top four for rush attempts over the last four seasons, Hmm. including last year. So it's one of of those things where it's like – yeah, it, you don't realize it because you think in your head Cliff Kingsbury is just going to sling the ball in his little air raid system with Kyler, but not including Kyler's rushes, they're still in the top four. And it's one that of those things where that's why, like, actually. yeah, I was, I was buying into quite a few James Conner shares last year just based off of that metric alone. Hmm. Um, it's They're very neck and neck with Baltimore on a very regular basis where it's like they have a mobile quarterback and they like to run the ball and they will throw when they can. When they throw, they throw to one wide receiver, and it's either DeAndre Hopkins or Marquise Brown, basically. Um, So, yeah, I like Arizona. If he were to land there, I would like it a lot. But if James Conner comes back, I'd like it even more. So, Uh, You have another team you can throw in that order as well as the uh, the Eagles. I mean, I know I talk about them way too much, but, (laughs) I mean, they they were historic the way they ran the ball this year. And, yeah, I'm sure they want to tone that back some you're not going to win in the playoffs that way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if Hurts is the quarterback, that's that's the way it's going to trend. Yeah. Yeah. All Thank right, cool. God he's the quarterback there. <laughs> I'm a Giants yeah, fan, so, yeah, it's a little running joke. I think Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> All right, Danny. Hope he's right, a long, Dimes. prosperous career. Yeah, you know, you know I'm, I'm a huge Danny Dimes fan. 
for that same reason. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I like DJ. All right, let's yeah. go. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, just on that note, though, Dable scares the shit out of me in, in New York. You know? Oh, he's uh, – he, I, I love him, man. I almost threw an f bomb at you. Tried f you for for that hire. You guys, <laughs> you guys might have gone from worse. Well, I I didn't best. hire him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear you. I wish I had that much sway, but uh, yeah, I didn't hire him. All right, um, talk about who we got next. Wing. Yeah this this player is all over the place in the mocks. Nobody knows what the hell to do with Carson Strong. That's because he's bad. <laughs> Well, Chad, you get first crack at Carson Strong. I don't even remember where he went to college. Where did he go to college? I didn't even see him on the list. Was Carson Strong on the list? Yeah, he went to Nevada. Nevada, okay. Yeah, I didn't even see him on the list. Sounds like a man uh, that's from Nevada. But, yeah, Carson Strong is um, slow. Like, like he's a statue. Uh (laughs) Like, he's he's, – yeah, it's not going to be good. I I don't think he's a he's a starting quarterback. I think he's going to end up as a second, third round or third uh, string kind of guy, um, at the very best. I mean, he's he's so immobile. Like he look he makes Mac Jones look mobile. Um, it's it's pretty terrible. Uh, but yeah, yeah and then so, all so, uh, all of his other traits are just okay. Like he's not he doesn't do one thing great. Okay, you know. So I mean, I don't. Doesn't know. he have so, a cannon for an arm though? No. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't do anything great. Like, I, I, anyone who says he has a when watch, uh, uh, oh, let's get you back, up. Dallas. Dallas in the up, senior so. bowl, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh, you you broke up a little bit there. I think uh, I think Carson Strong is uh, is getting to us here. He's he's manipulating the stream a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, he he's blocking us now. I was saying you need to go and watch the Senior Bowl interception that Carson Strong has. If uh-huh. you think he has a strong arm, tell me why that lollipop happened. Is what I will say, and I want a, like a definitive answer because it was bad. Sound like, he's starting to sound like uh, the poor man's Kyle Trask to me. Uh, yeah, that's actually funny uh, that you said that. <laughs> okay, Chad. He's, Chad, yeah, what do you have him? Oh God, I don't know. I feel like I. I don't know. I mean, I want to put him in like the two hundreds. Wow, but uh, it's not gonna go that far. I want to put him like free agent, like you know, <laughs> signing. I mean, he's uh, a quarterback, so he's gonna get drafted. Maybe if they like expand the draft a little bit, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say one fifty. One fifty. Yeah, Woof. I just man, I think he's don't good. Like this guy at all. I don't think he's good. Like I I don't see anything. Like I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. All right, like I said, the, no. the mocks are all over the place. What do you th- What do you think, Dallas? Yeah, and I'm the same way. So I laughed at you saying Kyle Trask because I have him going to Tampa Bay at 91. Uh, when it comes When it comes to a team that's not good at evaluating quarterbacks unless they bring in the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, it goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's a guy that allegedly has a big arm, a guy that is bad at reading defenses, and a guy that's not very mobile in the pocket. <laughs> that screams Tampa Bay to me. Uh, and I, I do, I just do not like Carson Strong. He is so far down on my quarterback ranking list this year. Um, but yeah, so I have him going 91 to Tampa Bay. Okay. If All anybody right, well, uses a third round pick on this guy, like God bless them. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> he's I don't Kyle Trask. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, 
Dallas, that's going to get you the point. Um, yeah, I don't the, care. I'll give that point up. The It'll, number yeah. is actually 60. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> right? So, end of the second. Um, so, the numbers were, and it's, like I said, all over the place. 104, 20. 20? <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what mock? I can't wait to hear to okay. these mocks. Well, that's actually the most credible out of all of these. Okay. Oh, that, well, I'm fun. sorry. I'm, I'm air, air quotes, air quotes. Um, and then 58. So, uh, and then is, the number was. 58. Is 20 Pittsburgh? Um, yes. Yes. They had a number oh. 20 to Pittsburgh. That'd be oh, hilarious. Man. That would, he's another Mason Rudolph, <laughs> except, you know. Yeah. More I mean, would you put it past them? I, you know, they're in love with Malik Willis, but he's not <sighs> falling all the way to twenty. They're not getting him there. Duh, so they don't so really ugly. have. Are they gonna? Are they gonna trade their next year's first? And is that even enough to get up to Malik Willis is gonna go in the top ten? You know, after the combine, after he, you know, runs a sub four forty, is he gonna run a sub four forty? Jesse, he's so immobile. Mm-hmm. This guy is so immobile. Like I don't. Like, what is he going to do? I'm just I'm, saying. I'm done talking about Carson Strong. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Pittsburgh likes to draft scrubs. All I'm saying is Marcus Mariota is out there, and he would throw a really pretty deep ball to Chase Claypool. So, Right on. Okay. All right, let's move on to a quarterback um, that hopefully we're a little more excited about. I know Chad is anyway. So, Dallas, what do you think about Desmond Ritter? Yeah, uh, he's my QB, two in the class. It's a okay. controversial wow. pick for most people, um, but he does everything well. Um, I equate him to Teddy Bridgewater is like my coming out. And so I know that's not a sexy comp right now, but Teddy had an all-encompassing game where he didn't have anything that was drastically terrible. He just had a couple of question marks when it came to okay, that throw was a little off. Why did that throw happen? The whole glove controversy when he was coming out. But Desmond Ritter comes in. I think he he doesn't need to step in day one and be a gangbuster, but a year would help him. Um, I don't have him having a year with my landing spot. I have him going 18th to New Orleans to fill into a system that needs someone that can throw the ball efficiently and get the ball where it needs to go, which is Desmond Ritter's basically M.O. Plus, he is deceptively quick. Um, Four-year starter, he's like the, the – I think he is the most winningest quarterback of the last five years in NCAA football, um, which is saying something when you're coming from Cincinnati. And I know just, just my punchline, I am well aware that I'm way too high on this guy right now based off of the rankings, but I have 18th to New Orleans as my ideal okay. Okay, 18 to New Orleans. A couple questions about Desmond Ritter. Um, So I'm really behind on it. I really don't Mm -hmm. know much about him at all. Where did he go to college? He went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. Okay, and and sort of flubbed in the the playoffs, right? Yeah. Didn't look good against Alabama. Right, okay, I do remember that. And then was pretty inconsistent at at the Senior Bowl, correct? Uh, he is, so it depends on who you listen to. So he was the quarterback of the week for the national team for, okay. uh, the draft network. So like he had the most consistent, like, this is what you came in as a prospect. We expected you to do this. How did you do? And he, his accuracy wasn't super off during the week, which was nice. And he, I talked about this in one of my pods, but if anyone. Oh, crap. We'll oh, we keep losing Dallas. 
consistently making extremely hard throws, very tight pocket throws, which is one of his upper echelon traits. It's just he has the occasional throw where he's off by five yards and he's usually off high when he throws, which is usually the concerning thing for people. So, yeah. All right. So I guess, but here's my last question for you is I thought he was more athletic than Teddy Bridgewater. Is he, would you like athleticism? Would you maybe consider him like compare him closer to like maybe an Alex Smith? Yeah. So he is slightly more than Teddy, but I I would say, I mean, Teddy's athletic. He's not slow. It's just, he doesn't want to run. He doesn't run. I think he's a better athlete, like a better natural athlete than Teddy. Is, yeah. is he more inclined to run than Teddy Bridgewater, at least? Because Bridgewater won't run. Yes, but yeah. I'm putting an asterisk next to that due to the fact that Cincinnati's offensive line was absolute garbage, and that's why he did absolutely terrible in the national championship game. They yeah, were getting yeah. exploded on all sides by the Alabama front, and they just couldn't do anything. So gotcha. I'll, I'll tell you what, like, and I'm, I mean – I keep telling everybody that Mel Kiper stole this from me because I've, I've heard him say it multiple times now. <laughs> but I thought it nice. first, and Mike might tell you this if you ask He's him. Stealing your thoughts, but uh, yeah, no. If 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 he did well in the national and against Alabama, if he played well against Alabama, he'd be the first quarterback off the board in this draft. Yes, like a hundred percent, like no doubt in my mind. Like yeah. he, he's a, that's the only thing. Yeah, that doesn't I mean, surprise me considering you know the the way people are are talking about this class. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like him. I mean, he's su- he's super athletic. He has a good arm. Um, I mean, he's tall. If, you know, take that for what you want it to mean. But uh, you know, he's like six four, six five, right? Yeah, six four. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and and the crazy thing about him is like, yeah, he has his moments of of being inaccurate, but it's not even. It's not like it was more than what Josh Allen had going on when he was coming out, right? Like, not even he's still close. Yeah, like he he has he he'll be really accurate for large portions of a game, and then have like this random like inconsistent stretch, um, and then he'll go back to being accurate. It's really weird. Like, it makes me think it's yeah. something with his mechanics or something. It, What's his it's name? a lot. It, it's a lot like Baker. It, when you're watching Baker yeah. to where he'll just go through three or four throws in a row where he's just off and then it ends yeah. the drive and then he's back to normal the next drive. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and I mean, right. the, I, the I, only I, other thing is like, he, he takes a lot of sacks, which, and yeah. I think a lot of them are on him. Like he has a bad offensive line, but some of them are just on him, which I don't know if that's like a processing thing. I'm not, I'm not a scout. So yeah. I don't know if that's just, you know, him not processing fast enough or what, but he, he just takes a lot of sacks. Um, he could bail his, his offensive line out a little bit, but I really like him. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I actually, you say you're high on him. Like I, when I did a, I did a first mock draft for our first uh, rookie game and I had him going to Denver. Uh, what, what are they picking? Like um, ninth, I think. Yeah. Like ninth or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think he, he has enough traits where I think the closer we get to the draft, like people are going to talk themselves into him. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think he's going to be a good player. Yep. So, so you're going uh, nine, Chad? No, I'm not going nine. <laughs> I heard he was going nine. <laughs> I don't want to win. So, um, no, I'm not going nine. I'm Come on, you go, should go uh, nine. <laughs> no, because I know I know it's wrong. Can't do it. Hey, I knew eighteen was wrong, and I stuck to my convictions. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. I'll go nine, but I'll really? just throw in. I'll just throw in that. Um, I think. The right answer is around 32. The right answer is around 32, you said. 
Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I want you to lose, so I'm going to accept your nine answer. <laughs> After you railroaded me out of my win last week against Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> but 32 was closer. Um, the number's 47. So I don't think yeah, I don't think these mocks have caught up to you guys yet. Yeah. Um, so I've, uh, here's here's my last question about him. So like everything, every single thing you guys said about him reminds me exactly of Donovan McNabb. Okay. He's maybe not as fast, but he he's definitely not as thick. He's the same height, six four. McNabb I think was two thirty coming out. And yeah, McNabb's a much bigger two, player. Yeah. He got up to two forty. You know where Ritter's <laughs> listed as two sixteen. Right, so maybe he gets up to 225, you know, more of a, well, Russ is short, but thick. It'd be like an Andrew Luck build if he gets yeah. up to 225. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, but, all right, so, but, like, the play style <laughs> reminds me of McNabb, where, like, he'll just be accurate, you know, for half the game and then just start throwing worm burners. Uh, I, I, it, it's inexplainable. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it's a footwork and a mechanics thing. And if he goes to the right place, um, you know, if the Saints still had you know, Sean Payton, I'd love to see that. But I'll just add one thing. You tell I'm passionate about this guy. I really like Ritter. But um, I've, I've heard a lot of people randomly say on podcasts and, and whatnot that he's not pro-ready, needs to sit here. He's probably the most pro-ready guy in the, it- in the draft. It kills me. It is so frustrating. If anyone says that him or Kenny Pickett is not pro ready, I'm like, all right, if you look at every metric that we've used over the last like decade to two decades of when it comes to play time, how many years as a starting need to be, they're the only two that meet the threshold. The only two in the entire class. And you're saying that. Yeah. I <laughs> keeps freezing up. <laughs> He's like, he's very game. passionate. Oh, here we go. Are you back? You froze for you froze for you keep a second. Up. Uh, I love it. Yeah, no, I'm very passionate. I was basically just saying that he doesn't have the strongest arm in the class, but it's good enough. And people just like to neg him because he seems boring to them. Basically, yeah, right on. Feels like yeah, a, I think feels like a steal in the late first, early second of Dynasty draft. Yeah, I, I yep. think if he if he ends up if he ends up on a good team like in the back end of the first, like he's going to be really good. I think. I mean, yeah. like he's probably going to be my dynasty darling as far as you know picking in these rookie drafts if he goes uh the back of the first. Right on. All right, so the numbers were 43, 66, and thirty two. The last one. Oh, that's had, rough. Yeah, the last one had him <laughs> yeah. at the the end of the first there. Um, which who's thirty two? Detroit from the Rams. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a. Oof. I don't I think that's that. bad, actually. Yeah, nope. I, can see I don't think that. that's bad. I mean, he could come in and challenge Goff right away, and yeah, yeah I would enjoy that. Banish, banish Jared Goff to oblivion. Because I mean, if you get beat out by a rookie right away, yeah, you know, you're done. Kind of. You're well. You're relegated to being a backup for the rest of your career. Yeah. Basically, you know, if 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 Goff, tell that to Fitz. No, <laughs> oh, Jared Goff is He's... no Fitz. All right, that guy <laughs> Fitz has got fifteen pound fucking oh balls. Oops. <laughs> oh, what f bomb! You know, that's our first f bomb in the last month. Huh? 
In the I'm last glad to be here. Re- reset the clock. Yeah. And it had to be on Fitzpatrick of all people. <laughs> he also didn't care. He would just throw the ball. Well, so, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That true. guy's YOLO as hell. <laughs> All right, so Dallas, man, you, you're making a comeback here. It's Chad for Dallas 3. Before we move on to the next player, I want to hit um, comments real quick. Can you put up Steve yeah. Gambino's comment for me, yeah. please? There, oh, Chad God, Mendoza. Are we really going to go here? We talked yes, about we are. Ab. We talked about what, what other eagle did we talk about? Happy, Happy Harden Day, baby. Right Happy Harden Day. Oh, I'm <sighs> sorry. He only went for 27 with 12 assists, 5 of 7 from 3 in his first game with Embiid. Oh, and Embiid only went for 34 and 10 boards. Um, oh, and he Harden was will, th- 3 of 5 from 3. Harden Dude, will be on the Lakers within a year. Maxi went <laughs> Maxi went 2 of 3 from 3, 28 points. Championship. All right, let's go. Who All right, put it in the papers. All right, moving on back to our game. Uh, oh my god, I'm so excited! I need championships, Dallas. Right, so from- if, whenever, whenever you go out looking for your 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 next co-host, if that happens anytime in the future, mm-hmm. um, just make one of the requirements that he can't be a Philly fan of any kind. <laughs> like no Eagles, <laughs> no 76ers. Uh, it just no- eats you up, man. It just eats Chad alive. In, in all reality, I'll probably just make it a uh, no green teams. Avoid the Packers, the Jets, and the Philly all in one clean There you go. Get them all there. out of here. It's a good, pol- it's a good policy. Yeah. I have to admit. It's a really good <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to a, um, a, a little bit more familiar name than some of them. So the next – the next two are definitely a little more chalk than some of the guys that we've been talking about. Maybe. So David Bell, wide receiver. Where where did we start last time? We started with Dallas last time, right? So yeah. I think we're yeah, on so Chad. Chad. Did did David Bell go to Purdue, Chad? <laughs> aren't you supposed to be doing huh? Aren't you supposed to be doing these uh, uh I don't remember. I don't remember and I'm looking at six or stats. So please help me out. What do you know about David Bell? So David Bell is a, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good route runner. He's, he's, I think he's going to end up being an ex receiver uh, in the NFL. Um, Definitely you know, got size, right? Yeah, he's. The only thing that I really don't like about him is is really just his his after the catch ability is really lacking. Um, he doesn't have a lot of vision. He doesn't. You know he's not able to really break tackles uh, out in out in the field of play. Um, his separation's not great. Um, I don't know. I just think he's like he does everything well enough to where you think he's going to be an effective player. But I think he's more of like that um, that who's like that Sterling Shepard kind of player, right? Like he doesn't do anything great but just does everything well enough that in the right offense he can be effective if he stays. I think him. Sterling Shepard's got really good like lateral. No, Sterling Shepard's a good player, he but runs he does really good but, routes. Yeah, and and David Bell's kind of the same way. Like he's a good route runner and he's fast enough and he's he's explosive enough. Um he's he's a pretty good like he he's he's able to really snatch the ball out of the air. Um he's a smart player. He's he's pretty smooth. Um, with his route running and everything, I, I think he's just going to be a, a good, solid player. Like just nothing special, but solid. Um, I'm going to put him around uh, 45. 45 for David Bell. 
All right. Seems high for a guy that doesn't. I mean, the way you're describing him. No, that's not high at all for. No, no, no. Because I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying he's like the typical, like, he's the typical, like, yeah, mid second, early second kind of guy. Like, he's going to be a really productive long term NFL player. Um, But he's your wide receiver, too. Like, he's he's not. I'm going to give you two players that I feel like fit that kind of mold. And you tell me who he's closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ Arcega Whiteside, T. Higgins. No, I don't think either of them fit that kind of mold. No, like you mean like? Am I misreading him? Big guy. It, has for, for me, it, it's a lazy comp, but he's Allen Robinson coming out. Okay, well, like, yeah, all right. Allen Robinson, I thought was kind of like had elite route running skills coming out, but that maybe I mean, well elite potential. And really yeah, knew I mean, how to really knew how to use his body, I mean, he's, really he's a body good, control and hands. David Bell's a good a good route runner now. So I mean, there's always room for improvement. Like he can get into the league and and get a lot better. But hmm. I mean, you just kind of project where okay. they are. I mean, a lot of guys don't get any better, right? Like they just are what they are. Like he's they're good route runners. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think he's going to be. I think a, he's a safe, good wide receiver too. Like a like a top end wide receiver too is his his potential in in my eyes. Okay, um, maybe I'm mis- which is maybe I'm misreading the type of player he is because I've never seen him play. So like I, all I have is to, to all I have to go off of is is like what people like you say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I listen to the podcast and I talk to gentlemen like you. So Dallas, what do you think? What do you think about David Bell? Yeah, I mean he his speed is probably my biggest concern with him as well. Um, he's a good route runner, um, but. As Chad alluded to a little bit, his route running can seem not as good because of his lack of separation at times. Uh, I think that has more to do with his deeper routes, his posts, his long just-go routes. He doesn't have a tendency to separate deep, which is a little bit of a concern. Um, That's why when I see him, I see a guy like Allen Robinson, who you have to have those elite hands and the elite contested catch ability to make a lot of the catches that he does. And I think that he does have above average hands. Um, I just think he's not a super athletic specimen. He's not insanely good with his routes like a Jerry Judy. He's not insanely big, but he's bigger than the average wide receiver. So that's why, like, I when I'm watching him, it's hard for me not to just, I mean, being a Bears fan as I am, not to just see Allen Robinson doing Allen Robinson yeah. things. Uh, but that's realistically who I have him comped at. Um, and so that's kind of the mold that I see him fitting in. Like you said, that high-end wide receiver two is the ceiling. The low-end wide receiver two is probably his floor. That's where A-Rob lived throughout his entire career thus far. And that's kind of the player you're going to expect at the next level. True. Okay. Yeah. So I I mean, I think that's, I think that's worth a a early to mid second round pick. Like a guy like that can really help your team for a long time. Agreed. You you guys, so you think he's a true X receiver where he's maybe not the, the first target? Yeah. 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 I think he's a real X receiver. Yeah. Like the real real X receiver. Yeah. Well, it's extremely valuable. It's hard to find a a good boundary receiver in the NFL. Uh, Somebody Mm -hmm. with that size that can, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, What's your number, Dallas? Uh, So I have him a little bit higher. I actually have him going 32 to Detroit. Um, I think that they still need an X receiver. They have the slot in Amon Ra, but they're still searching for it. They have some speed on the outside other than that. 
Um, but it's a guy who, regardless of whether or not they bring in a quarterback in free agency or earlier with their first pick, or they just decide to wait until next year, um, he fits a role in the offense that they don't have and can alleviate some of the double targets that you're seeing on Hawkinson on a regular basis. So I have him 32 to Detroit. 32. I like that a lot. Okay. Right on. Yeah. That's, yeah. Very nice. Uh, the number is actually 56. Um, Sick. So- <laughs> that gets the point. Uh, hey, we can tie still. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I do have a I have a tiebreaker question. So sick. Um, sixty, forty-three, and sixty-six were the numbers. So everybody had him in the second round of, of okay. all of these mocks. One of them, yeah. like I said, forty-three. Um, That's pretty close to what Chad said. So, I think again, I think that's where he's gonna live. Like I, like I think nobody's gonna get super excited about him because he's not like, you know, an elite athlete. He's not, you know, doesn't have the elite traits in in any one area. Like he doesn't do anything like really, really, really good. He's just good and effective everywhere. Um, which I think somebody's gonna take a shot at in the middle of the second, or I mean, even the beginning of the second. I, I mean, I think that's a that's a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like that Lions, uh, that Lions pick. I think that'd be that'd be awesome. Cool. All right. So we're gonna stay at wide receiver. We're gonna move on. Chad with a two point lead, two players to go. Players wide receiver, uh, Chris Olave, uh, Ohio State. So everybody is pretty familiar with Olave. He's he's been on the main stage for quite a while. They say um, they are, but uh, the amount of people that say he's slow. Okay. Right uh, no. oh, oh, I can't stand it. Started. Oh man, Chad's begging to go first on this one, but I believe it's Dallas's turn. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Dallas. Yeah. yeah so, uh, fun fact: I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, which is just a little bit outside of Columbus. Um, so, for me, my entire family is Ohio State fans. I have watched pretty much every snap of Chris Olave over his entirety at Ohio State. Oh, He's you're a not- you're a Bears fan. And a Bears fan. Yeah, military kid, complicated. Oh, I moved okay. around a lot. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Up oh, and froze up. Better? Yeah, no, <laughs> better. better. We're good. Good. Uh, when I'm looking at yeah. When I'm looking at Chris Olave, I still say this, and uh, Andrew Erickson of PFF slash uh, formerly PFF, currently Fantasy Pros, admitted to stealing this from me. Uh, he is Calvin Ridley. He is literally Calvin Ridley coming out of college. His routes are snappy. He has incredible speed, which is better than what Calvin Ridley had coming out of Alabama, mm-hmm. and his ability to catch in the red zone and get open in the red zone is elite. And that's what you saw with the touchdown production immediately in Calvin Ridley's career. And I think you're going to see that immediately with Chris Olave. I have three distinct teams that I can see him fitting in immediately in it's new Orleans, it's green Bay and it's Chicago. Uh, I'm willing it into existence. Chicago is drafting him at 39 to <laughs> fill in for Allen Robinson. He's coming in. And he's just sliding right in, all right? He's just uh, sliding in smooth. But uh, people who say he's not fast have not watched anything because the dude separates deep better than Garrett Wilson does. So I'm tired of the BS of him not being able to run fast. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, I'm going to I like, I'm gonna say there's a chance he's faster than Waddle. Like, he is fast. 
Wow. He is fast, fast. He's 4'3 like, fast. Um, like, there's yeah. not an exaggeration with that. I contend that Jalen Waddle was the most misused player in the NFL this season. And anything he did in the NFL, yeah, he produced like a like a badass. But anything he did in the NFL was not what he did at Alabama. That I don't guy think he was can, misused. I think he can do anything is the thing. Like he, you, Okay, but he can get open deep. You know, oh yeah, like, for sure. Everyone says, though, he's an underneath receiver. He's an underneath receiver because that's what they asked him to be. That yeah, guy, he, can I be mean, a he deep can be threat. anything, anything you need. He can do, yeah, absolutely. Welcome I mean, to Jarvis I, Landry two point oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had to, I had to just get my waddle ran in real quick because um, I, I just I think Brian Flores was ridiculous what he with what he did last year. Anyway, um, so. Alave, let me let me ask you this about Garrett Wilson because you brought him up and you compared him to Alave. Obviously, everybody does because they went to the same school and they played opposite of each other. So I, I see, I see Garrett Wilson as sort of a Jerry Judy type. Can you compare those two? Uh, so he gets open as much as Jerry Judy did, but his route running is not crisp. Um, he's okay. raw. He uses his athleticism to get open more in a vein of what you would see from a guy like Waddle than you would just him having extremely crisp routes while he's running them. Um, Judy is one of those like outliers for me where I still have him really high up here just because I love separators who can constantly get open. It's just a really weird situation in Denver right now, which is why we haven't seen it. But like, agreed. his route running is just different. Um, Garrett Wilson, I mean, Garrett Wilson as an athlete, his lateral agility and his ability yeah. to quickly turn on a dime is better than Alave's. I'm not saying that, but when it comes to deep speed in general, Alave's is better and his fine tuning and just route running like finesse is still better than Garrett Wilson. So do you think Garrett Wilson will ever get to like a Jerry Judy Keenan Allen type? No, I don't. No, no I don't think he's not that level of route running. Yeah, so that's the thing is like he's going to predicate his game on offensive athleticism, which is great, but he'll never get to that upper echelon that I see at least from what I've seen over his progression of the last two years. But he's going to be a very productive wide receiver just based off of his ability to intermittently change direction. He's one of those guys where it's more like the Tyreek Hill change of direction, but not that route running or speed. Closer to Godwin. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. I understand him now. So better if he's a move piece slot, um, maybe the second guy in a stack kind of guy. Yeah, the drag wide receiver. Right, you right. You move yeah. him in all of your formations. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. All right, cool. Thank you. I, 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 that's part of this is that, like, this is the reason why we have guests, experts on like you, and I ask questions to Chad constantly about this kind of mm-hmm. stuff is because um, I play the layperson, right? I play the guy that doesn't know anything on the street, you know, about rookies. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. He plays it. He plays it. <laughs> 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 when it comes to the NFL, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, no, he just, he doesn't watch, uh, he doesn't I'm watch the old savvy football. vet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I was excited though, because we talked about two positional players that I have ranked as my second at their position in Alave and Ritter that a lot of people do not. So awesome. I'm really high on Alave. I, I love Alave and Ritter. All right, what's your I, number on Alave? 
Oh, Alave for me, I, I willed him into existence to the Bears at 39. 39. Okay, cool. Uh, um, <laughs> you go higher. That's a homer pick. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is this is very odd because I feel like all the guys that I'm really high on um, that nobody else really likes, uh, Dallas is also really high on. So it's kind of – it's kind of throwing me off here. It's not as fun when you're the only guy pushing for these guys. So, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I I love a lot of it, and it, it's maybe it's a cheating kind of uh, kind of comp here because it doesn't really. It's not even a player, but uh, for me, Olave would be like if uh, if McLaurin was really fast. Hmm. Like I I really think he has a chance of being an elite route runner. THC's um, got good speed. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's got good speed. Any. No, no, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. Four, four no, that's not what I'm saying, guy. but like that's no, not what I'm saying, but like <laughs> but Olave is like like top of the NFL speed. Like it's not really like we're not talking about like just a guy that's fast. He's elite fast. Like rugs. Yeah, like rugs. Yeah, really? Like he's fast, you, fast. You don't realize it because he's over six feet tall. And so he doesn't look like he's moving as fast as he is, but he is hoofing it. He's on the leaderboard at Ohio State. They always show it. That it's literally him, Master Teague, and Chris uh no, Justin Fields are the top three players in Ohio State history for their forty times. Master Teague's fast? Yeah, Master Teague ran a four three eight. I can't get find a single person that will admit to me that Master Teague will even get drafted. I, he's the <laughs> forgotten darling. It's probably because he is not good at running the ball. <laughs> but he's but also yeah, like huge. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm not. That I'm not amazing. saying he's going to be. I'm not. Good, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as this guy. But I just remember like, um, and I, I think I sent you over uh, my my screenshots, Jesse. Like back, uh, I guess some months ago. Where I, I before Justin Jefferson got drafted and somebody was asking me who's the receiver you see is the best in the class and I was like Justin Jefferson by far. You yeah. just watch him and you see he's got it. Um, a lot of he's just that guy. You watch him and you just see he's got it. Like his his route running is so smooth. Like he makes it look effortless. If he um, runs in the like sub four three five in the in the combine, he's gonna go top fifteen. What is yeah. keeping I mean, this guy? What is what's the perception? Why why is this perception? What is keeping this guy from being considered elite? He has I mean, had I, consistently high but not elite production for production, four years. Yeah. Didn't he and have a, lot, a lot of the production eleven hundred yards and twelve or thirteen touchdowns this year? Yeah, but he he didn't yeah. have like the playing the, with the best wide receivers in the country. Yeah, but he end. didn't have like the Drake London kind of like stretch of play where he was just you know Blitnikoff. Yeah talk of uh, in any one yeah. season you know yeah. um, the two other best wide receivers in football yeah yeah Jameson well, williams had to transfer out because of him you know what i mean yeah. like and that guy even with a torn a- acl everybody thinks he's going in the first round which i think is crazy as hell but whatever yeah. uh no and NFL I will, team I will is say too, like that, shirt a that, wide receiver for a year. No way. No NFL I'll, team is going to do that. Like I'll also add that, like a lot of the a lot of the one knock that mm-hmm. I have heard on Olave that I I do kind of agree with. I don't think it's a it's an indication of the kind of player he is. But he didn't have the 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 high end production, and a lot of that production was schemed up. Um, yeah. So that I mean that also kind of knocks it a little bit, but. 
How I mean, is he as a route runner? He's great. He's great, great. Can he get, can he get off press? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, it's hard to tell so, in, in so Dallas because they, don't, they run like – they go against 10 press plays a year. But Yeah. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, let me ask you. Do you think he's the best route runner in the class? Yeah, I, I do. I think so too. Yeah. That, that's, why I have him at, that's why I have him at two because that's I, – I weight that so much higher than a lot of the other metrics. And I just can't stress – he is vanilla ice cream, and he is just a staple. But he is so fast for being That's vanilla ice cream. Now That's a terrible analogy. But, like, he, he's he got the streaks of caramel in it. I don't know what you guys want to do with this ice cream analogy I'm playing. But. I know. I got it. So if Devontae <laughs> Adams is, like, pie, like cherry pie. Yeah, it's just cherry pie. He's, he's just good, and people want to just freak out about metrics. They want to freak out about the heights like height speed combo, the weight combos. And he is just a middle of the road guy when it comes to the height, the weight, but his speed is elite. His route running is elite. And when you he's pair that with the fact two. of his production, uh, he's probably like he's, six one. He's, he, he he's probably, okay. Yeah. Well, so is Jeremy Macklin. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a good Another height for us. <laughs> it's a good height for an outside receiver. Yeah, trust me. I mean, you're understanding why me and Chad are so frustrated with the rest of the people analyzing Chris Olave now because it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't get where people aren't understanding where I'm coming from. I mean, I like him a hell of a lot better than David Bell, and I had them neck and neck coming into this discussion. Jesse, Jesse, does your your mom watch football? No, my mom's not with us. But anyway, moving on. Sorry. Sorry about that. So my wife kind of does. Like, my mom doesn't watch football at all, right? So, if I sat her down at the combine and she watched Chris Olave run routes, mm-hmm. she'd be able to tell me that guy's good at what he does. Like, it's just like Justin Jefferson. Like, you watch him running routes, and compared to everybody else, like, you know, they go one after another. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at him and you're like, oh, that guy's a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just a little different. Like, he's so Yeah, you're so talking about smooth. my dad. My dad pretends to be an Eagles fan because me, my grandfather, my brother, and all my uncles are. And my dad was like, played saxophone in the band. You know? <laughs> and so he tries. But yeah, he's that guy. So yeah, yeah so I, even he could tell. Yeah, yeah. He's just a smooth player that is is also uber athletic. I just, I think he's going to be a great player. Like a great yep. player. Right on. Um, Love it. Do you have a number? For the Chicago you? Bears. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'll, out, I'll be out. I'll be pushing for you. I'll be pushing for you, uh, Dallas. I love that oh, that's he a great up on the finger guns. Actually. I was gonna say that too. That's a great pose to be stuck on. <laughs> um, yeah, I know this is wrong because I, I think I'm higher on him than than some other people. Maybe it's not wrong actually. I don't know. I I think he goes earlier than this after the combine, but um, I'm gonna say. Uh, 17 just because i think with the la chargers he'd be insane um yeah actually absolutely insane like i'd i'd be taking him like 102 103 in rookie drafts if i mean if that's how high people went with him which i think if he went to the chargers they would golly could you imagine you know like they franchise mike williams and then they draft chris olave and they still have keenan allen and oof God, I love my Herbert shares. No, nah, get get Mike Williams out of there. Just throw just throw Olave in there and let him eat up that production. Yeah, the best that's what I the, want. the best thing I like him as Keenan Allen's replacement. 
you know? Yeah. He, yeah. I like that too. But yeah, he plays, he plays the third role for a year and then Keenan Allen leaves next year. Um, I, by the way, the best thing for Mike Williams is to stay with the chargers. If you like Mike Probably, Williams yeah. and you like Justin Herbert, the best thing is for him to stay there. They're perfect for each other. They're only getting started. They need more time together. Trust me that that thing is going to be, I mean, every single time the teams were dumb enough and it happened a lot early in the year to single cover uh, Mike Williams on the outside, it was, Oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. And there was like maybe twice all year that he missed that, you know, like it's just such a good connection. And if teams are dumb enough, if they bring in Olave and they still have Allen, and they're dumb enough to to single cover Mike Williams on the outside. They're just gonna, that is going to be a lot. You know, you know where I'm secretly hoping Mike Williams go. Uh, Mike Williams goes, and I don't know that it'd be great. I mean, it could be amazing for fantasy, uh, but it could also just not be good for fantasy. But either way, it's going to be really good for the NFL. Uh, and that's if he went to Buffalo with Josh Allen. Oh, like that would just be would amazing. Be nice. amazing. Yeah, amazing. with that. You see, because yeah, because Mike Williams is a strong arm quarterback's dream. Yeah, just run downfield and jump up and get that. He is the I, to me, he's the best go get it wide receiver in the NFL. Like, there's nobody that can out leap and and out muscle a, a a corner like Mike Williams on his he, day for sure. Yeah, I think Devontae Adams might have a word with you, but uh... I mean, he's a little cra- he's a little craftier. You know, he you know he plays with a he plays with a craftier quarterback. Hopkins, and they go Hopkins might want to have a word with you too. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you got me there. That man, that man is is among no other. <laughs> anyway, Dallas gets the point, so you're still in it, buddy. Um, the number's thirty two, right? So last pick in the first round. So Dallas said thirty nine. Um, Chad, you said seventeen. Chad, in, in reality, I think after the combine, if he really runs, if he really runs that number, and then can like run a shuttle, you know, run a low shuttle cone number and just the agility drills, um, you know, it doesn't drop passes in the catching drills, that kind of thing. He's a lock for top 15 to me. Yeah. You know, with those numbers, if he's really going to run as fast as you guys say he is, NFL teams eat that up and it doesn't matter what, what everybody else in the world says, you know, for for me, if he does that, I'm yeah, sorry, if he does that, he's going 22 to the Raiders. He's going to go to the Raiders. He's going <laughs> to fill in the role. He's going to be their alpha wide receiver. Like that's what's going to happen realistically, which I hate. But it's also funny that I won this one because I literally flip-flopped the last two before the game started. I had David Bell at 39 to Chicago and Chris Olave at 32 to Detroit. Oh, wow. and I was like, I'm willing this into existence. I would have won both. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have actually the score would be the same. If you did that, so you would have you would have hit a lot right. on the. You would have hit it though. You would have hit it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who's next? Trey McBride. Is that our yeah. last one? Yeah. Yeah. So last players, Trey Mc Trey McBride, tight end. Um, Chad, where did this guy go to college? Oh no, I'm sorry, Dallas. Where did this guy go to college? <laughs> uh, so he went to college at Colorado State, um, the okay. lovely home of our friendly wide receiver from Dallas, who's also a free agent, Michael Gallup. Um, yeah, Trey McBride is Mark Andrews. That's what I have him comped at. He is athletic. He's good at blocking. He's good at catching. You can't double coverage him. It doesn't matter. He'll make the contested catch. 
Um, he just does everything he's supposed to do on a very regular basis. And the dude put up the most prolific college season at tight end that we've seen in quite a while outside of Kyle Pitts, who is a wide receiver at the end of the day. Um, so Trey McBride for me, um, He's one of those guys, again, I think tight ends have a tendency to be higher as opposed to lower. I like some fits further back in the second round than what I'm going to put him at, but I have him going 36th to the New York Giants in the second round to replace Evan Ingram, who they let go. That was exactly my pick. So I'm sorry, what was, was the number? <laughs> what, what was the number? 36. 36. 36. 36, okay. Um. So, all right. So you kind of answered all my questions about him. That was a really good explanation. I appreciate it. Chad, do you have any, anything to add? Yeah. I mean, I love, I love him. I like, I think he does everything well. Um, you know, he's going to be a really, really good hybrid tight end. Um, the only thing that I could say that I, and it's a maybe a little nitpicky. Um, he's just not as like, for a guy that's as strong as he is and as athletic as he is, he's not as physical as you'd like to see him. Um, maybe he can, he can, you know, kind of get a little bit nastier than he is. He kind of plays a little bit smaller than, than he actually is and a little bit weaker than he actually is. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you see some plays and man, he's like, he play, he plays, he'll play six, four, two fifty. That's what he is. Right. About six, four, yeah. six, three, six, four. Um, He'll play about 6'4", 250, and then, like, one play, and then the next play, he plays like he's 225, 220, Um, which really drives me crazy. Get lost in the wash, kind of. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, at the catch point, just not as physical, just, you know. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't, I mean, I don't think he really takes plays off, but it just, you know, I think sometimes it's just and Yeah, and he'll catch the ball. He just won't break the tackle. He'll just immediately go down when he gets tackled, so. yep. I'm right there with you. Um, and then uh, he's like allergic to the end zone, right? Like, <laughs> what do you have? Like one touchdown or something? Uh, yeah, 900 yards and one touchdown. <laughs> he's Cole Komet. Yeah, something happened there, but uh, I don't. I don't think that's any indication of the player that he is. I think he's he's going to be a good player. Um, and I'm a Giants fan, and that's a need. And I think he's. I think he'd be a great fit there. I think that he'd only help with the blocking, the run blocking there um, in that situation. Maybe not as great as a, 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 as a as a zone blocker, but they don't really run a zone, a zone blocking scheme as of right now, at least. So mm-hmm. um, you know, shouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he gets good separation too for for his size. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, but I can't pick the Giants, right? So. I'm going to go – I'm going to say 45. He goes 45, whoever that's to. Just say around that range. Oh. Oh, God. I don't know who that is either, but that gets you the win. Oh, that's gross. Oh, I hate when Chad wins things. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what was the number? 43. Dallas was really close. So the mocks on this were 57, 37, and 36, which was mm-hmm. both of your numbers. So um, Pro Football Network – or I'm sorry, NFL.com had okay. them at 36. So who's, um, Whose draft is that? Whose draft are you using on NFL.com? Uh, Melor. 
I don't know who that is. Is his last name? I don't know. It's NFL.com, so I consider it incredible. All right, so uh, the three drafts I used were Walter Football. Please tell me you guys know who they are. They've been around. Yeah, their website is horrendous. Yeah, Yeah, the website is so hard to navigate, but they always have content before everyone else. So yeah, they're really good at pushing out. They're really. never quite in line with everyone else, though. They right. they have quite a few. Their rankings specifically are like they'll have people in their top five at positional rankings that like don't get drafted type of situations on a regular basis. But I'm right there with them on getting the content out, and they have really good analysis too. So I do like them. Yeah, and, and I, well, I do like that they leave their stuff out there too, like after the draft. Yeah. Like you can see what they got wrong. They're not going and deleting stuff. It's That's just. True. It's so bad mm-hmm. that their like their website is as horrible yeah, as it is. It's very hard to navigate, but they've been around forever, and there's somebody that I've always gone to for early content. You know, like when when I can't find anybody else, Walter Football has me. You know what I mean? When I don't know even know mm-hmm. who this guy is, I can go there and they'll have a little write up on him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, that's what I like them. So number two was Pro Football Network. Okay. Um, yep. You know they're they're okay, um, yeah. they're they're a little bit middle of the road. So the, all of their numbers were like straight up; they were right in the middle of the other two, and the other two were the yeah. extremes. And the last one was NFL.com. So I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I, I found the most credible that I could. Um, this this time of year, it's really tough. Yeah, I I really just look at the initial mock drafts, and then I look at the ones after the combine because I mean. Yeah, they're going to yeah. change so drastically. Yeah. At, I mean, like, it's going to cha- it's going to change violently after free agency too. So yeah, for sure, for sure. I and, feel and badly gonna... that we're not going to get to my bonus question though, so I kind of want to do it anyway. Do you guys Let's have a little it. bit of time? Let's do it. All yeah, right, cool, yeah. cool. So because because I, I I always talk about my home team, and I want to give you guys a chance to talk about your home teams. Mm-hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. here's my question to each of you, and you're going to make your case to me, and and in the tradition of this show, it's going to be. Um, judged by uh, just subjectively what I think, you know, whoever makes Sick. the best case and what I think is, <laughs> is more, more realistic, right? So of these 10 players, Dallas, who do you think is the best fit on the Bears and the most realistic that you'll draft and where will you get them? You know, okay. what, what yeah, draft? I kind of answered that one for me. So I feel like we're both going to be uh, churning for our two last picks here. Um, Chris Olave for me. Um, realistically, based off of where he went in your mock draft, you had him, what, 45, I think, something like that? Uh, 32 was the number for 11. Oh, 32 was the number. Okay, so I had him going 39. So he's going to be the back end of the first, front end of the second round. Um, Chicago is going to be desperate for a wide receiver. We have the... Oh. Oh, no. He's uh, he froze up in his... Over... Uh. Uh. Yeah. Salary cap- capital. Okay. We're good. No, yeah, you. <laughs> no, we're good now. Yeah, we're good. So, so okay, sorry. Do or do not have salary cap. Okay. Yeah, we also have the salary cap. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean that's a that's a good point, but we have basically right around that thirty million dollar range where we can bring in a big name free agent wide receiver if we wanted to. But I have a feeling with our new general manager Ryan Poles, we're going to be bringing in these second tier guys like the Michael Gallops, the Will Fuller, the Deep Speed, in order to get 
Justin Fields, what he needs on the outside. We're going to be predicating our entire search in the draft to be offensive linemen as well as the true slot receiver now that we have no one other than Daz Newsom and Darnell Mooney on the field. So Chris Olave fits the bill. Yeah, I know. Trust me, dude. I I was big on him. He started looking like he was going to flash at the end of the year, but we need a true guy that can run the middle of the field and break the long speed on those runs where we set him outside. And I think that's exactly what Chris Olave can do. So, all right, cool. Chad, what do you think? Uh, Same question. Do do you need me to repeat it? No, 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 no. So, uh, Trey McBride. I mean, that was the guy I was going to pick for the Giants. Dallas picked him for the Giants. Um, I mean, I think that makes all the sense in the world, right? Like they have two uh, early picks in the first round. Um, you think one of those picks has to be an offensive lineman, which they s- severely need. Um, the other one's probably going to be an edge. Maybe could be one of the safeties uh, if if somebody or one of the um, defensive backs if if one of them falls. Um, well, you have Jabril Peppers and. Um... Well, I guess you have a need at free safety. Um, but yeah, so Trey McBride, I think he makes a lot of sense because the thing that they really desperately need is good blocking. Um, and I don't think I mentioned it, but Trey McBride is also a hell of a pass blocker. Um, when he was asked to do it, he was really good at it. Like you don't see many tight ends that are just really good natural pass blockers. Um, I think as, as long as he's not facing like a super, you know, athletic long pass rusher like a uh you know somebody that just has that bend like a miles garrett or something then he's going to be able to hold his own so i think that kind of adds to the element that they really need because that right tackle spot is really 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 hurting them right now and even if they bring another guy in it's 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 going to be rough i think they learned their lesson uh, quite a bit with evan ingram where you know if you have a guy that's very athletic um, but your your offensive line is not built to last uh, a full NFL season, let alone even when they're together, be a comp uh, 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 um, a unit that's even average. Then you need a guy that's going to be able to go in and help somebody out. Um, they brought in Kyle Rudolph to do that. Uh, you know, he's at the later stages of of his career, so he wasn't as effective as as maybe a, a young guy like Trey McBride would be. And I think Trey McBride is good enough in the passing game where he can give you a little bit of the same things that Evan Aaron was giving you as far as play design. He may not except be that for mismatch. the drops. Yeah, well, except or, for the drops, or, right? Well, or maybe maybe with the drops, because mm-hmm. I think both of you guys brought that up actually. Yeah, I don't think he's as bad as as Evan Ingram has been in the NFL. Like Evan Ingram's been horrendous. Like I think he's been, mm-hmm. you know, leading the NFL for tight ends and drops. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's been insane, uh, and in big moments too, right? Like it's been. Yeah, terrible. he lost. But he lost divisional games, like against, two games. Against, yeah, yeah, against the Eagles. I mean, come on. Yeah, terrible. Um, <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, I, I just think he he makes all the sense in the world. He's he's the guy they need in that position right now. Like he's a guy that can mm. step in and do everything they need that position to do right now. All right, so you're gonna get points. You're gonna get points for. You're gonna get a lot of points right here for like positional fit and and the fact that he can help with the blocking, right? And that Daniel Jones definitely needs um, a more reliable tight end to dump off to, and it sounds like he can get open um, short area. He sounds like he can beat a linebacker. 
So you get points for that. I like it. Um, uh, my question, real quick, Dallas, what's what's um, Chicago's first pick? Uh, our first pick is 39. Uh, you don't have your first? No, we traded our future first to move up from 20 oh, last year in order to select Justin the Giants, Fields. Yeah, the Giants yeah. have the pick. Okay. So, yeah, the Giants have the seventh overall pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it, if, if the – if the Bears had a higher pick in the first round, I, I see it more realistic that they would get Olave. I think you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I am. We're definitely going to pick a really shitty wide receiver for lack of <laughs> So, David, you know, David do. Bell is probably more realistic. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, if I were you guys, I might even, I mean, I might even look at Jameson Williams there. Because I think historically, I mean, I don't think Jason Williams lasts that long. No, I get for, for me, yeah, for I me, I want George Pickens. Oh, do you? So, all right, yeah. Here's all right. So, I talked to the the Debbie dashboard guys the other night. Yeah, and the um, uh, Brandon Lejeune is his name, I I believe. Uh, was talking about how. Uh, and I really apologize if I got that name wrong, but I think that was his name. Uh, he was talking about how he saw Pickens pretty much lollygagging on a lot of routes and was really questioning his heart and like just like his his a uh, his willingness to run a route when he knows the ball's not coming to him, and basically called him lazy, and it scared the crap out of me. Yeah, and. Yeah, and so that happened a lot last year, not so much this year when he came back, which I think he had kind of a wake-up call with his injury at the beginning of the year. Um, he was hustling a lot. I he's He is at the top of my list for players that I need to see the combine and need to see how the reports come out of the combine, with the meetings, with the metrics, with the actual numbers, because coming off the injury, is he, gonna be he has the all the freakish – yeah, he he's he played in the last like four games for Georgia. He played in the national championship game. He just didn't get targeted at all for some re- weird reason, which is also something that's concerning to me. Um, but when it comes to like the biggest boom bust player, and I don't want to use this as a reference because it ended horribly for us last time, but like the Kevin White mold, where he's just Ooh. a freak athlete that could absolutely destroy it for us if we actually hit on him. He's a guy that I would like, so I would rather us do that than get another Anthony Miller in the second round as a slot guy like the David Bell, not David Bell, but like like the um, Jahad Dotson, which is like who I think we're probably going to be going after. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have an actual X wide receiver because Darnell Movie can stretch the field for us. He can play the slot when we need us to. We just need somebody on the outside so that he's not getting double covered and forcing us to throw the ball three down, three yards down the field, basically. Um, so that's why a guy like George Pickens is nice to me. Jameson Williams would be nice. I don't think he's going to be there. Chris Alave is my dream pick. Also, don't think he's going to be there. So I think it's insane. Personally, I think it's insane to think that an NFL team would take a wide receiver in the first round that they know they have to redshirt for an entire year. What team is going to do that? What NFL GM is going to think that he's going to keep his job doing that? I mean, the New maybe, England Patriots with Bill Belichick did it with Nikhil That's Harry. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, Patriots are the only one I can think that would do that, <laughs> yeah. right? 
historically where I see um, highly talented uh, like players like that, injured players like that go is a high second round. Yeah. Uh, Sidney Jones, Brandon Dickerson, Landon Dickerson. Um, wasn't Dalvin Cook that same? Uh, wasn't he injured coming out of college? He he had an injury late in the season, but I think he was healthy during draft time. But like Justin Simmons going to Tennessee in the second round when he right. – or no, the end of the first round actually when he destroyed his legs like halfway through the season was a big one. Uh, what was the the uh, uh, the linebacker? But Simmons, Simmons was probably a guy who was going to be like you know top five. He, he was pick, top yeah. five, right. easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so James Williams is going to go yeah. really high. So, um, who was the linebacker that went to the Jags? Uh, Mac. James Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams is going to be fine though. Like he's not. It's a torn yeah. ACL. He's redshirting his first year. It was a torn ACL in the championship game. So he's which gonna means be, it's he's at gonna least be there. a year. No, no. He's not no. going to be on the field next year. He's going to play next year. He's he's going to play next year. Not effectively. It, it's, I, I guarantee it's basically going to be. He's going to play next year. Not effectively. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be a redshirt year. He's going to get on the field, if at all, late in the year. Like all these guys that tour their ACLs late in the year, I don't expect Robert Woods to play until late in the year and not be good when he comes back. You know, do you guys remember, do you guys remember carry on Johnson? Remember how good he was until he hurt his knee? (laughs) You know, I mean, it just, it happens sometimes. And I think, I, I I think to, I think to waste a first round pick on it. Well, not waste. But to spend a first round pick on a guy that might come back to full ability, and if I mean he does, when, when you have, it, when it's you at have least a play- it's at least he's going to miss what at least eight to ten games. He's not going to like be ready for camp. You know what I mean? And he's a rookie, so he's got to assimilate and he's got to adjust to the NFL. And it's I don't care who you are unless you're Randy Moss. You know what I mean? And he's not. So the average the average recovery time for for a torn ACL is like six to what six to ten months, something like that. But with wide receivers and running backs on the quick cuts, typically it takes almost eighteen months to get back to like where they were production wise before the ACL. And yeah, but I mean, it, and to and to and to ramp up to be an NFL wide receiver at the same time, I think you're asking a lot of a young man. I really what do. I'm saying what I'm saying is if you have a if you have a guy because I think Jameson Williams is one of those guys that if he was if he didn't have the the injury would be considered a top 10 player yeah like I that's that's my opinion right? well I think that's a lot of people's opinions so I I don't see how you have a guy that he's gonna be on the field uh sometime next year at least at least training with the team right? You're going to get him in camp. He's going to learn the playbook. He's going to be there. If you're a perennial contender, you're telling me you're skipping out on that guy because he tore his ACL uh, mm. seven months ago, six months ago. No, hell no. Cause you're never going to get a chance to get that kind of guy. How many perennial contenders out there are so like the, the Packers can't do that. The Packers have to get Aaron Rodgers a guy right now, right? Yeah. The Patriots, but what about- I could see, I could absolutely see the Patriots doing that. 
because you just got to have to think about GMs and how they think about their jobs. They don't think they're about their jobs in two year windows. If you, know? if you have, there's, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's going to be teams at least like 20 through 32 that are really going to consider, really going to consider picking him. Um, yeah. You know, your Kansas and, City, my question, your Buffaloes. I mean, we're not that teams. We're not. I, I, I guess Kansas. Well, Kansas City is. Both of those teams are pressing hard for for a championship. They need a player to to help them now. But no, they don't because they're going to get to the playoffs. It's about getting to the. It's about once you get to the playoffs, do you have the best players to compete with the best teams? If you're he Andy is, Reed. he is an All Pro kind of talent. That's what they want. They're not going to go out and pick a a back end first round player over a guy that has top five potential. I mean, it's a gamble. Like that's that is it's a gamble. All right, if you're one of those teams, you're gambling. All right, this guy can start helping us late in the year. You know, if we get him assimilated and ramped up, and I mean, it's it's definitely a gamble. I mean, and we're not that far off. I'm saying high second round. You're saying like late first, right? No, I'm saying any team that thinks they're a good team and is going to be in the playoffs is going to take a shot at him. Right. Any team that thinks they're a playoff team, I mean, we're only we're we're probably only you know eight to ten picks off. And I I mean I'm talking about that's minimum. Like I think that there's still a chance he goes top fifteen, top sixteen around that range. I I, I just if I'm an if I'm an NFL GM, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson instead. Garrett Wilson is not as good as he is like that. All right, I'm going to take Crystal. I'm taking the best player every day. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to rage if Jamison Williams goes above Chris Olave with the injury. Personally, yeah. You know, and the Just, weird thing is, the weird thing is to me, from what I'm seeing in a lot of these mocks, and from what McShay and 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 uh, Mel Kiper are saying, the NFL doesn't really love Traylon Burks. That's a little weird to me, right? Everybody else loves Traylon Burks except for NFL scouts. He he doesn't block. Oh, who cares? Does DK Metcalf block? I have no idea. No, I, mean, I have not. DK, people Metcalf keep calling him. People keep calling him DK Metcalf. Like if he goes to the combine and does what DK does, that's a different story. But until I then, think he's, he's not yeah. DK Metcalf. I think he's well. Actually, I'm sorry, Chad. I heard you say he's Kadarius Tony, so he's like. Big Kadarius Tony, is that what you're saying? No, I mean like he has he has like um like that kind of ability to do things that almost nobody else in the league can do. That's what uh, I mean. I by he's like Kadarius Tony. Chase Claypool because you can use him in the backfield. He's a big body guy, but he doesn't have that long speed that you get from a DK Metcalf. Yeah. He is a little bit shifty, but the thing with Chase Claypool is that he will put you in the freaking dirt when he's blocking on the outside, and that's not what you get from a guy like Traylon Burks. So that's the biggest concern for a lot of people is that he's think, soft for being as big as he is. I think Traylon <sighs> Burks is a bit more athletic than Claypool, though, as far as like you know, getting the ball in open space and being able to do something with it. Uh, I just – I mean – yeah, I mean, I, I I don't when I was when I was saying Kadarius Tony, I'm not saying like Kadarius Tony as a player, like they're player comps. I'm saying like, oh, a, okay. like he can he does something different, like he does something better than most other players are going to be able to do, and that's he's worth like something. Six four and is going to run <clears throat> sub four forty, right? Yeah, like yeah, he's he's an incredible athlete, um, and rarely do those kind of incredible athletes miss, right? But um, right, he's going to have to go out and do you know, I, I, crazy well, things at the combine to separate himself. Dallas Dallas mentioned one earlier, 
uh, Kevin White, and I can name another one right off the top of my head. Was uh, no, but I'm I mean the CGB, I mean the size speed, the size speed. Uh, Daryl Green. Well, Beckham. he's the only one. He's the only one, and he that's why everybody one. was so shocked by him because he was literally the only one with that size speed comparison that really failed. Yeah. Um, so and nobody I, really knows why, right? Like, why did he suck? Like, well, yeah, I don't know. Ten cent head. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the guy is. I mean, but we can say that. But we like. I'm sorry. You honestly... know what? And that's very insensitive. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I think the man had mental challenges. I really do. I I, I really do. I think he had emotional disturbances and couldn't fit in, in a, on an NFL team. Yeah. Couldn't be coached. You know, some some people are built differently. So I I don't want to disparage the guy. Um, he just isn't an NFL player, despite his athletic ability. Yeah, but so the other, but you're 100 right. Like the other people were Darren Waller, um, DK Metcalf. Like mm-hmm. if at um, at Traylon Burks's size, if he runs a sub 440 at the combine, there were four four other people that ever did it, and yeah. they were DGB Waller, uh, DK, and one other uh, Vincent Jackson. So oh, Vincent <laughs> right. Jackson forgot about him. Yeah. Vincent Jackson was an amazing player, and yeah, if he's a good player. if Traylon Burks turns into him, I'd be I'd be amazed. I don't think he's the same kind of player though. Vincent Jackson could actually he could run a deep route and he could really outmuscle a guy at the catch point. So I mean, is Traylon Burks that guy? Does he really want the ball at the catch point? Dallas, what do you think about him? Oh, he froze. Oh, off. he's frozen. Ah, uh, it sucks. Physical, needs to be. Um, it just depends on the situation with him more than anything. Uh, like I said, he he's a little bit softer than a lot of people want him to be, which is the biggest concern. Yeah. Uh, he's a freak athlete. I'm curious to see how he runs. I personally don't think he's going to run that sub four four. I think he's going to be probably right at the four four, which makes him match up with guys like we talked about, like the DGB or the Kevin Whites, who are just very good athletes, but need to be more physical. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kevin, but White I also, also say that and still have him as wide receiver one. So you do have him a wide receiver one. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, it's hard not to go after it. I may have made the mistakes with letting the DK Metcalf go away in drafts where it was his rookie year, and I was like, well, I'm concerned about his ability to route run. And at the end of the day, if you're just that much better of an athlete than everyone around you, then it's a different situation. If he comes out and he doesn't run an incredible 40 or doesn't have incredible agility at the combine and it's just big, he'll be sliding down my ranks quite a bit. So, right. Yeah. He's my fourth guy. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. He's, I like him. He's boo- I like him, but it's, it's sure, going right? to depend on the testing for sure, yeah. You know where I, you know where I'm scared he's going to go is Cleveland. I think that's where Garrett Wilson's going to go. Honestly, I just don't want anybody to go to Cleveland. But I know Somebody's they're going to go to Cleveland. Well, I know they're going to take two to three wide receivers. Actually, my boy Quazy. So uh, the new GM of the Vikings um, has a lot of Cleveland ties, and he went to high school with my brother and. Um, I got back in info, and they're definitely taking three wide receivers in this draft. Yeah. I, I have them signing Will Fuller as my prediction in the free agent period, personally. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Gross. 
I think um, I think Cleveland's going to be like one of those places where they're going to have to uh, kind of play the game like the Ravens are, where nobody's really going to want to go there as far as wide receivers are concerned. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, right. nobody's going to want to go to that offense, so they're going to have to draft a guy like they're they're going to be forced to. Um, well, yeah, I'm telling you, that's their plan. Their plan is yeah. to draft wide receivers this year. Um, I mean, if you look at their team, it's smart plan. Like they're set up everywhere else except for quarterback. You know. Yeah. Which who knows if they think that? I mean, they think they might think they're set up. I don't. Yikes! I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, one of my least favorite starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. I, I just don't uh, think yeah. that guy does anything special at all whatsoever. Yeah, as like a, I guess a closing moment on me for my biggest like take that you can basically lock in load for this year's draft. Uh, Justin Ross will be a Jacksonville Jaguar, and I don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, oh, yeah. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be at like sixty-five or maybe in the fourth round to Jacksonville. Um, but they will pair him up with that freakishly insane speed height combo that we've been just talking about recently. Uh, the best year he's ever had. And honestly, one of the best years I've seen from a receiver of the last four years was his freshman year at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. And I think they're going to try and rerun it back at a discount, which is going to be pretty nice. So yeah, that'd be that'd smart. Be fun. That would be, be fun. That would be very smart. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd like that. I'd, kind of the I'd chase like, or kind of the chase burrow thing you know get that yeah. back i might move justin ross up to the like late second round if that happened actually so yeah. real quick all right last last thing i'm going to ask you guys um with these two tight ends you guys spoke pretty highly of both of them and all the mocks i see they are late second at best really you know, early third, as far as I'm talking about dynasty, super flex, 12 team drafts, right? Kind of the, the format that we all play. Mm -hmm. So to me, these guys are worthy of a middle second round pick the way you guys talk about them. Do you agree? Or what, what do you think? So, for me personally in my ranks just looking at basically everywhere where it's at uh are you talking tight end premium or non-tight end premium let's go yeah well actually i kind of want to hear both okay um so non-tight end premium in just a normal super flex standard that a lot of us are playing at i would be comfortable taking them honestly i would be comfortable taking both of them after the 210, so 211, 212, um, based off of positional value. If it's tight end premium uh, and straight PPR, I'm probably comfortable taking Trey McBride, honestly, at like the 25 or 26. Okay. Um, I like exactly him. What I was just I thinking. Like I like him more than the Jahad Dotsons, more than the Wondell Robinsons, more than the David Bells. So once you get past that range of like where realistically you're going to be able to take an Olave just based off of everyone else's ranks, uh, I'm pretty much out of it contention wide receiver. As soon as we get past a guy like Brian Robinson, I'm probably out of it till the late second round running back. And then at that point, I'm going to the tight ends and the quarterbacks that are left. So, Right on. Yeah, that's what I'm – well, so I've seen David Bell go high second, like right next to Olave. They're neck and neck from where I'm, what I'm seeing. So based on this conversation that I've had – I'm sorry, Chad. I'm, 
I, I, I want to give you a chance to, to answer that question I just asked. Oh, thank you, Jesse. I'm an um, My apologies. No, you're all right. <laughs> um, no, I, I think he's. I think he's uh, pretty much spot on. We've. I feel like we've agreed far too much this episode. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think two hundred four, two hundred five, and tight end premium is probably where I'm trying to get McBride. What um, about Widermeyer? Earlier... Can we talk about Widermeyer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if he goes to the right offense, yeah. then you know. Maybe like a later second, Chargers, um, earlier third. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for the three teams I have for Wademeyer that I would like to see him at are the Chargers, the Tennessee Titans, and Arizona. Arizona. Um, if he goes to Arizona. either of those, three, yeah. If he goes to either of those three teams, he's neck and neck with McBride. And Wheels if up. one goes, I'm taking the next one immediately in tight end premium. So yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, I, I like McBride in most offenses for me. Um, I yeah. think he's he's a really versatile player. Uh, Watermeyer is a little bit different. I think yeah, it's okay. going to just depend on what offense he goes to for me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm definitely moving these guys up based on this conversation from this evening. I'm definitely moving Olave up. I have a lot of late first round picks. Like I have a I have a league where I have like between eight and two oh two. I have all but one pick, right? So I'm definitely getting Olave in there somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going to be snatching him up. Also, like, my, my plan is also to snatch up whatever quarterbacks fall. You know, any quarterback in that range that's still available, I don't care if it's Howell. I don't care if it's um, – oh, I, I would love for it to be Kev, Kenny Pickett, my, my David Carr of this draft. You know, I'd love to have him. I mean, Am I right when I say that? Can you uh, pick Yeah, I I don't have him as. I think he's David Carr. Oh, I David Carr. David. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. No, I'm Derek <laughs> Carr. Derek Carr. I do that every every <laughs> time. Oh my god! Every every day of my life, I do that. <laughs> every podcast I do. But am I wrong? Can you pick it as Derek Carr? Like, and that uh, maybe not exactly skill set, but like in the fact that. He is going to be a solid starting NFL quarterback. I think that's a lot to ask of of him. I think Derek Carr is a like better core. I I hope he's yeah. Derek Carr. Like, yeah, I I have him as okay. Carson Wentz, not from a Ooh. physical standpoint, but from the volatile nature. And he, Ouch. it's the biggest knock that you have with Kenny Pickett is his ability to finish games and clutch performances, not turn the ball over. Really. And, yeah, he's got small hands and like if you look at like and no heart. Like, yeah, so like there there's a running joke they call him uh Kenny three and a half quarters picket. Wow. Uh so <laughs> the last <laughs> the last half wow. quarter of the fourth quarter, he's not exactly known for finishing games when they need to. That's why Pitt wasn't like a gangbuster team that was in contention like Cincinnati was this last year. Um he he has a tendency to do turnovers and fumble the ball in situations that are not ideal for his team. Um, I would tell everyone to go and watch the fourth quarter of the 2021 season on all of his games if you have questions about that. Um, so wow. I have him as Carson Wentz, not from a physical standpoint, although they do have the same level of like mobility of being able to move around the pocket and get those rushing yards when they need them. But so. he's the tin man. He has no heart, right? Yeah. So he's, he's the gutless wonder. <laughs> Ouch. You know, I mean, because, you know, Carson – well – let me ask you this from a from an actual NFL anal, analysis standpoint. Yeah. Does he have the same like uh, mechanics and footwork problems that Carson Wentz has? 
No, he he's a lot better at that. But I mean, that also comes into the fact of his inaccuracies are definitely caused by his small hand size, and that mm. was proven at the Senior Bowl when he Alex, wasn't able to throw. Alex Smith throw had small hands. hands. He was yeah. Okay. Well, Alex funny. Smith was also like an elite runner that people don't realize and was able to escape the pocket a lot better than most people. But true, it's, true, true. especially early on, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, Kenny Pickett, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still my QB3. I still like him more than Malik Willis, who's my QB5 behind a guy that's kind of wow. a throw guy, but it's fine. Malik Willis, I'm telling you, Malik Willis is going to go top 10 in the NFL draft. Oh, that's fine. I'm telling you right now, it's Trevon Boykin out of TCU. I saw that guy play all the time when I was going to K-State, and they look identical, they play identical, and it's wow. a fun college quarterback, but it's not going to end well in the NFL. Well, so. Yeah, well, anyway, my, my, my um, strategy this year is to trade back, trade back, and get late first-round picks, early second-round picks, take as many of these quarterbacks and wide receivers that we were talking about. Um, Cause you know, the running backs truly are disappointing this year outside of the first two, maybe three. Um, I, I do like Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller. Um, Kenneth Walker, I think can be useful on a fantasy team, but um, so, you know, spending a mid first round pick, I think might be a mistake on him. Yeah. yeah I think you can get more value out of a quarterback or, one of these elite wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. And my, uh, my one request for you two, if you haven't watched tape or haven't listened to the pod of the last couple of weeks, uh, go and watch a little bit of Caleb Ellaby out of Western Michigan. Okay. Uh, he's the quarterback. And if you don't see Tua coming out of Alabama, we can have a chat about it. <laughs> love me some, love me some Tua. No, don't get him started. All right, gentlemen, um, Dallas, where can we find you and where can we hear you? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course he froze up. Theme. Come on, start over. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch it. I watch it happen every time. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That's Dallas with two L's backwards. Um, and I, every week on Sunday, i.e. on podcast on Monday, I'm releasing the Rookie Rundown on the DWZ Network. Um, I just covered the Power Five and the Group of Five favorite players and under-the-radar players. And then this week I will be covering the FCS players before going into some combine analysis and some IDP love for all of you fanatics out there that play the IDP leagues over the next couple of weeks. So look forward to that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Chad, where can we find you? Here, unfortunately. <laughs> it's over and over and over again. I just have to show up and uh, <laughs> talk about the Eagles and the 76ers. Hey, and, man, I let, you talk, I let you talk about the Giants extensively. Well, yeah, you guys get me to rant about the Giants occasionally, but it's never anything good. I don't, I don't you know. It's get excited about, good about it. the Eagles either, unless we're talking about Philly, Philly. Well, yeah, I mean, you, but you talk about the Eagles of the 60s. Uh, you just reminisce. Uh, <laughs> if you really want me to talk about how we ended Fran Tarkinson's career, we can't. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's end this thing. All right. <laughs> so you can find us at DWZ underscore War Games. Uh, and you can also find me on the Dynasty Fever podcast with Brian Ford. I am his co-host, and uh, that is a less party atmosphere where we have kind of uh, more 
conventional format, but join us. Um, you'll still get, um, you know, my antics at the same time. Um, so thanks guys. I really appreciate you joining us. This is a super size episode, but, um, man, I think we killed it. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Till next time. See ya. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.